Welcome to the St. Michael Advent Podcast Series. My name is Ken Brannan, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Advent is Prepare the Way. Join us as we ready ourselves for the coming of Christ again. In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. A reading from 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 1-10. through 10. This is now, beloved, the second letter I am writing to you. In them I am trying to arouse your sincere intention by reminding you that you should remember the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the commandment of the Lord and Savior spoken through your apostles. First of all, you must understand this, that in the last days scoffers will come, scoffing and indulging their own lusts and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For ever since our ancestors died, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. They deliberately ignore this fact, that by the word of God, heavens existed long ago, and an earth was formed out of water and by means of water, through which the world of that time was deluged with water and perished. But by the same word, the present heavens and earth have been reserved for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the godless." But do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fire and the earth and everything that is done on it will be disclosed. Here ends the reading. This passage from Second Peter, ostensibly written by Peter himself, contains classic Advent themes of waiting, judgment, and Christ's returning glory. There are those who once followed Jesus, but have shifted their allegiance to worldly things, and now cast doubt on Jesus' return. As proof of their position, they point out that things have always been the same, and nothing really changes. The scoffers, as they are called, see themselves as superior in knowledge and understanding, but in fact, they are foolish and cynical. Foolish because they imagine that their perspective is the only one, and cynical because they have grown tired of waiting. The writer cautions the reader about this approach. First, he points out that God is not bound by time as we are. As the great I am, God is eternally present in every moment. Thus, 1,000 years is like a single day. What may seem like forever to us is but a moment in the life of God. If there is any delay in Christ's return, it is because of God's compassion and God's hope that all will turn to him and live. Second, the writer affirms a stream of thought found in both Hebrew scripture and other Christian writings that prior to the establishment of God's eternal kingdom, there will be a judgment of fire that will cleanse the earth of wickedness. It will come quickly and violently, providing no time for reflection. You're either ready or you're not. This passage has provided great fodder for fundamentalists who write songs like, I wish we'd all been ready, or dominate the publishing houses and radio waves with proclamations of doom and fear. While today's passage insists that God is compassionate and wants all to come to repentance, some of the human vessels carrying this message today sound downright gleeful about the destruction that is to come. 
This may be a hint that their true purpose is not amendment of life, but defeat of their political enemies, real or imagined. What I like about this passage is that it disturbs our assumptions. It moves us from a human frame to a divine frame. It troubles our sense of time and reminds us that this earth which we enjoy may not last forever in its current form. No surprise there. Those trying to get our attention about climate change have been saying that for years. When we shift our perspective, when we hold our assumptions lightly, we make room for something new to be revealed. When we accept that the love of God in Christ could break in at any moment, it makes us live each day, each moment, with intention. So I welcome this passage from Second Peter, not because I want to scare my fellow human beings into belief— but because it decenters us and prepares us for expressions of God's truth and mercy. And even if the earth were to be consumed by fire today, I trust the words of the burial anthem often heard in Episcopal churches. As for me, I know that my Redeemer lives, and that at the last he will stand upon the earth. After my awaking, he will raise me up, and in my body I shall see God. I myself shall see, and my eyes behold him, who is my friend and not a stranger. God does not desire our destruction, but desires that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Why not start today? Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness, and put on the armor of light now in the time of this mortal life in which your Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. 